since I'm here, since I'm in the office, um, I'm coming on and I just want to spend a few moments with you guys uh, today. Um, we'll have you in prayer, Andrea. We'll be praying for you. Um, if you're not on our Discord community, you're sleeping. Okay, you're sleeping. Join our Discord community. It's discord.gg slash O-P-U-S-F-R-E-R-E. Discord.gg slash Opus Freer. I want to encourage you to join our Discord community. Okay. If you haven't done that, do that now. Okay. Uh, because if you guys want to stay connected with us, you guys want to continue journeying with us in the reading and rant, you want to journey live with us. That's where we uh, do our reading rants and our times in prayer together. But Discord is more than that. It's a community. Uh, it's a family. We got a family of people who pray for one another, who care for one another, who journey in this life and faith with one another. And so I want to encourage you guys to join us there on Discord. And if the Lord puts in your heart to support us, please do so on Patreon. Um, it's patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. Patreon.com slash I-S-A-A-C-F-R-E-R-E. The Lord puts in your heart to just support what we're doing here. Um, that's where you would go. Uh, you just, you know, just click the link and it'll just walk you through how you can support. And also a cool thing about Patreon is that it allows me to put um, uh, our content that we don't put on our podcast. Uh, it allows us to find a place to put it so you guys can engage with that content. And also um, when we do our read and rants in the morning, um, we make it available right away on Patreon. So if you're not on Patreon, you probably will get the episode on our Read and Rant podcast maybe a month from now. Because, again, I keep a rhythm of Tuesdays and Thursdays. Every Tuesday, every Thursday, an episode drops uh, for our uh, podcast. But if you are on Patreon, you get it right away. Of course, the schedule is a little bit scattered, but you get it right away. And, um, and I know I've got lots of patrons right now who can't join with us live, but who will listen to this at some point in the day. So I want to encourage you guys, prayerfully consider supporting us on Patreon. But before we get started, I want to do something I haven't done in a minute. Um, I'm going to ask y'all, shout out where you're located. Man, this takes me back, y'all. Shout out where you're located real quick. I uh, would love to know, love to shout you guys out. I love that. I, I think there's something really cool about just expressing people from different areas around the world um, who are coming together at this moment to read the word and to rant um, over the scriptures. And so we got PG County, we got Miami, we've got uh, Heidelberg, Germany in the house. We've got New York in the house. We've got Miami, Columbia, uh, South Carolina in the house. We have Lafayette in the house. We have Howe, Oklahoma in the house. Lake Vermilion in the house. We have Birmingham, Alabama in the house. Fontana, California. Look at the family you got here. West Haven in the house. We have Paul Prince. Haiti in the house. We have Charlotte, North Carolina in the house. Cleveland, Ohio in the house, New York City in the house. We have Duncan, Oklahoma in the house. Adrian, how are you? I'd love to get connected just to see how you're doing, how the family's doing. Um, you guys have been in my prayers. Um, we have uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in the house, Colorado. Sean, I didn't know you were in Italy. Now I do. We got Italy in the house. So good to see you, Sean. Uh, we got Texas in the house. We got Birmingham, uh, Alabama in the house, Sequim, Washington in the house. Guys, 
this is cool that we have all these people from all over coming together to spend time in the word. We got the beard gang. That's right. We got the beard gang in the house. I, if you guys didn't know, a couple months ago, I actually shaved uh, my entire beard and my wife threatened to divorce me. Um, she was not very happy with it. Uh, but I finally decided to just let it go and let it grow. And uh, it is fully, it's back in full effect. Um, I think I'm just going to let it really just go out. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we got Toronto. Phyllis, good to see you. We got Toronto, Ontario in the house. We have Connecticut in the house. We've got Lawrenceville, Georgia in the house. We got Dallas, Virginia. I got LA up in here. We got Cape Coral. Man, the IG fam is here today. We got Lexington, Kentucky in the house. Uh, we got Dougieville. I don't know if I said that right. Dougieville, Alabama uh, in the house. We got the Philippines in the house. We got Brooklyn in the house. We have Orlando, Massachusetts, Miami Gardens, man. South Florida. We got South Florida in the house. What's up? We've got New Jersey. We have Nairobi, Kenya in the house. Georgia in the house. Florida. We have Hertfordshire, London. Where's Hertfordshire located? Like where in, in London is that located? Um, we got Cape Town. I love London. It's one of my favorite places on the planet to be. We've got Sweden in the house. We have Kuwait in the house. Oh, wow. I think I got another thing I'm going to scratch off on the, on the, um, on the map. We got Kuwait in the house. So good to see you. Uh, we got Sweden in the house. Good to see you. Uh, we've got Norway, Oslo, Norway. Good to see you, Norway. We got Norway in the house. What's up, Josh? What's good, brother? So good to see you, man. So good to see you. Uh, we got Jamaica in the house, Long Island, New York in the house. Adonis, what's good? It's been a minute. Oh my gosh. Y'all need to get on TikTok, not TikTok, sorry. You guys need to get on Discord, all right? I'm starting to miss some of y'all. Goodness gracious, man. It's so good to see you. We have Johannesburg. Good to see you. We got two folks back to back from Johannesburg. We got South Africa in the house. Oh, another one from South Africa. South Africa is heavy in here. Good to see you. We got Chicago in the house. So good to see you. Richmond, Virginia. Good to see you. We got Illinois, Norwood, Massachusetts, Nairobi, Kenya. Good to see you. We got Kansas City, Missouri. We got Houston in the house. Man, it is so good to see you all. We got the USA. Why not? Why don't why not say that? We got the USA. <laughs> In the house. Oh, my goodness. It is great to see you all. London, UK. We got the London, UK in the house. So good to see you. Um, Ohio, Lucy. Everybody give Lucy a quick shout out right now. Happy birthday to you, Lucy. Happy birthday to Lucy. So glad you're here. So glad um, we get to uh, come together and spend time in the world. I want to encourage you guys, join our Discord community, okay? Join our Discord community. I'm starting to miss some of y'all. I'm, I am. I'm starting to miss some of y'all. Uh, but come and join us over there. Uh, uh, we, we, we're we not on TikTok and IG as often now. And part of it is just because we're planting a church right now in, in Tampa. And uh, there's just a lot of moving parts. I'm running around. I'm traveling a lot. So there's a lot going on right now. And so uh, because of that, um, I'm usually just 
I'm on the go now. So because I am on the go, I don't get to just bring, you know, all the phones together and and do it live on all the platforms. But one thing I commit to doing is we are on Discord almost every day. Okay, so join our Discord community, get plugged in. Plus, you get to use memes over there. Um, Man, listen, Lucy, I hope you see if you were on Discord, you would see, man, our Discord family is throwing emojis like crazy for you. But I'm so glad. And plus, it's good. It's just a good place to connect. And we get to connect outside of our um, outside of even our reading rants. People get to connect continually uh, through. So anyway, with that being said, I'm going to uh, go ahead and get right to it. Um, today, what I want to do is, is I want to just commit time to reading the word. We're just going to spend a few moments in the word today. Um, we'll spend a few moments reading through scripture, and then we'll spend a few moments reflecting on the scripture. This is called the Read and Rant. It's why our podcast is called the Read and Rant Podcast. You have asked, why is it called the Read and Rant Podcast? It's called the Read and Rant Podcast because I read and then I rant. Um, so we're going to read for a little bit. We're going to rant for a little bit. But what we're doing is, is we're essentially just prayerfully asking the Lord to guide us today in the scriptures, in his word. And so we're just going to ask the Lord to um, to speak to us. We're going to posture ourselves in a way to receive from the Lord. There's two parts to this. The first part is, is I believe that most people don't actually read through the entire Bible. They only read little pieces here and there, and they miss out on the truth of the scripture and the truth of the word. Rather than doing that, I want us to just read through the whole Bible. And that's what we've done. We've got folks who read through the entire Old Testament with us, and we've had folks who read through the entire New Testament. And so now we're going back again, journeying through the entire New Testament. And so that's what we're going to do here. Um, We're going to uh, read... We're going to read Acts chapter four um, today. And so go ahead and get yourself settled. I'm going to read Acts chapter four, and then we're just going to read and then spend a few uh, moments reflecting on what we've read. We're going to pray. Ask God three questions. God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry about that. First question, God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? Second question is, God, what are you revealing concerning people? And the third question we're going to ask is, what are you revealing concerning me? We want the revelation of God. Like we don't, we want God to reveal himself. That's, that's, that's our purpose here. That's what we came here to do. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a few moments reading and reflecting, reading and ranting, and then we're going to get right to it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege that you've given us to spend time in your word. Lord, bless us today. Bless us, Lord God. I pray that you would reveal yourself to us or reveal a part of us that needs revelation. Lord, we pray that we would be encouraged by this moment, that we would be inspired by this moment, that we would be empowered by this moment. And Lord, we just pray that, Lord, you would just breathe into this moment. Lord, bless us as we read your word. We say that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter four, and it says this. Now, as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, Many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. And it came to pass 
on the next day that the rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many <clears throat> as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we did this, if, if, sorry, if this day, Sorry, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means has he been made well? Let it, made, let it be made known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven among men by which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. And when they had commanded them to go inside out of the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it so that it spreads no further among the people. Let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot speak the things which we have seen, sorry, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had, had been done. For, <clears throat> for the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant, David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The Kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ for truly against your holy servant, Jesus whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word hmm. by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus Christ. And when they had prayed, 
the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. I'm going to stop right here. And I just want to just spend a few moments just leaning into this. We're going a little bit shorter for the next couple of days, um, especially given this week and all the stuff that I got going on this week. But um, I've been sharing this thought and I'm going to, spent a few moments sharing it uh, here, but I've been sharing it on my Discord community and, you know, with whoever I've had a chance, especially around this time, around this moment. It's it's interesting that we're even reading Acts around this time. I don't know when you're going to hear this. Some of you are watching this live right now. Some of you will be listening to this on Patreon uh, a little bit later today. Um, but some of you may be hearing this later on, so maybe this doesn't apply in the time that you spend the reading rant with us. But if you are reading this live with us, or you're going to listen to this later on and read with us on Patreon, it's interesting the era that we're reading this. It's it's actually, um, it's in the in-between that we're reading this. We're reading just a few days prior to what we know as Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday is the day that is celebrated 50 days after Jesus had resurrected. It's 50 days afterwards that the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples and it marked the miraculous movement where they began to speak in tongues and those in their regions and their areas from different regions around the world. So those within their periphery in different regions around them began to understand. And it was a, a miraculous moment to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ all throughout uh, North Africa and Asia Minor and all the different areas, uh, the neighboring areas. <clears throat> and it was really the manifest of what, it, it was the manifestation of what uh, Jesus had told them to do. He told them to wait and they will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon them. That was in, in, in Acts chapter one that we read that. And we read that just in our last reading or the reading before, whichever one, but we read this already. Now we find ourselves here. And anyway, I say that because for <clears throat> for those of you who celebrated on Easter Sunday, you might have gone to your church and you might have, you know, worshipped uh, the resurrection and worshipped and celebrated the resurrection. And now we're about to celebrate the birth of the church. This is what we would have seen in Acts chapter two. So these are the 50 days in between. And then from then on, we begin to see the greatest sociocultural sociological movement in human history. 
There's no greater movement in human history than the church, than the Christian church. No greater movement in, in history. And some would, you know, and again, with all the criticisms that we see today regarding the Christian church, with all the criticism, especially now with all the documentaries out there and all the stuff people will say about the church, it's funny how the only view we have of the church is what fits within the periphery of our experience. Some of us, we've got to actually open up and get past whatever perceptions we've had of the church. The stuff that we grew up on, you got to get past that. Let me say that again. Some of us got to get past whatever we grew up in the church on. There's some of us that are pro whatever church is based off of our experiences, even though it didn't doesn't really reflect biblically the church of God. And there are those of us who feel some type of way about the church. Really, you feel some type of way about how people play church. But do you really know what the church is? A lot of us, we don't. We don't. And maybe the problem is, is that we have a problem with whatever broken expression of church there is, rather than truly getting down to who Jesus really is and what his church really looks like. Maybe the problem is you just got a small view of church. And so whether you're for it or against it, some of us are for it for the wrong reasons. Some of us are against it for the wrong reasons. And I just wanted to invite you to go deeper, really study the church, really, really study the church, study who the church is telling you, if you're going to have an opinion on something, make sure you fully understand it. Make sure you know what you're talking about when we talk about the church, because I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people who play church. There's a lot of people who do things that they call church. Don't mean it's the church. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's the church. And there's a lot of stuff that looks like church, but Jesus ain't in it. There's a lot of things that look like church, but God isn't in it. So all this stuff out right now, and it's funny because, you know, all this stuff that, by the way, this is, you know, one of the things I'm most passionate about is the church. And so I'm going to try to refrain from like going off, like going completely unhinged. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to refrain from that uh, because I could easily go into full blown, just lost in the rent mode on this. But I have to emphasize this because um, for many of us, <clears throat> we don't know what the church really looks like. We, 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 we haven't really been taught about the church. We just haven't. And so we see all these things and we look at it within this sort of microscope of our experience and think that, well, this is what the church is all about. I'm seeing all this stuff. I, I'm just going to just let me just put this out there because it's dear to my heart. Like, I can't think of anything more um, dear to my heart than the misrepresentation of the church. I just I, it frustrates me. I see all these things out on social media right now, all the scandals, you know, all the documentaries about the things that have happened in the church. And it's the comments that bother me. It's the comments. It's like, see, this is what churches do. All churches, they, they're here to steal your money. They're here to, to take your stuff. They're here to spit out lies and they're here to just suck the life out of you. There's all these like stereotypical broad stroke statements that are made about the church as if people know what the church is. It's funny how people have all these opinions about the church based off of the microscope of their experience when they don't even know what the church is. If you knew what the church was, you wouldn't even make the statements that you've made, but because it's within 
the microscope of your experience or because it feeds on your agenda. Those are the positions that you make or those are the statements that you make. A lot of it is either misguided, miseducated or straight up demonic. That's just my opinion on that. Because I look and I see people making these statements about the church. And I'm like, bro, who said that was even the church in the first place? And if you knew what the church was, oh man, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I did it. I'm doing it. But let me do it. Let me do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got to redefine church hurt, y'all. We have to redefine it. Just because you're hurt by the things that people did in a thing that they call the church doesn't make it church hurt. You're hurt by people, sinful people, messed up people, broken people. You weren't hurt by the church. Okay. The church is the body of Christ. So maybe you might have a small view of the church and maybe you worshiped whatever that institution was, or maybe you worshiped people who were in the church, or maybe you put people on pedestals that they were never supposed to be in. But this whole thing about being hurt by the church, you weren't hurt by the church. You were hurt by what you believed the church was. The church is so much more than that. And for a lot of folks, the problem is, is you never had a full understanding because you never actually got in the word for yourself. Before you start saying your church hurt, you might just be people hurt. And maybe you were hurt by people who called whatever they did the church. But man, the one way you protect yourself from being abused and being hurt is getting actually in the word for yourself. That's a novel idea, right? That's a wild idea. You know, rather than just taking what somebody tells you for whatever it is, how about you just go and actually look in for yourself, discipline yourself in the word, like spend time getting to know Jesus for yourself. All this whole thing about people being church hurt. Oh, I'm hurt by people. Oh my God. As you can see, I'm, I get, I get, I get lit on that because you know what's, you know, what's funny some of the people that have been most faithful to the church who have loved the people in the church are the ones who are the most church hurt. And yet they're always flourishing and growing in their relationship with Christ because they understand, they, 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 they know the church as something much bigger than whatever it is people have presented. I say all that because I'm reading this text. And again, it, 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 it leads me, it leads me to revisit even what we define today as the church. When we read the text, we see, first of all, this, this, this marked moment in human history. Not now, not just the cross and the resurrection, but now the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on on these people. And then we began to see a demonstration of the power of God that sparked a movement, sparked a movement. In the in-between, what did Jesus tell them to do? He said, wait. And they waited and they waited. And what did they do? They prayed. They waited and prayed, waited and prayed. And then in Acts chapter two, the Holy Spirit came and then Peter went up, snapped, preached a sermon. 
And then we began to see how they moved as a church. We began to see what the church actually did and how the church was expressed. Today, we spend a few moments in chapter four. And I know this isn't a time of Bible teaching, so per se, but it's a time of scriptural reflection, but I can't help but be stirred in reflection to what I'm reading as many times as I've read this. It stirs me, like legit, it stirs me up. Because I see a Peter and a John who, because they have made so much impact in this short time that they've made that impact, that now they've garnered the attention of the culture. Let's first say this real quick. The church is not a popular, it is, influ- it is not a popular organization. It is an influential organization. You know what one of the problems with the church is today? One of the problems with the church is, is that we confuse and conflate popularity with influence. Woo, that's a, that's a TikTok by itself. The problem with the church today is this. We have confused, conflated popularity with influence. We think that to be the church, we have to be popular. We think that to be the church is, you know, we have to, you know, people have to like us. <laughs> but you can't be a change agent and expect everyone to like you. You can't be a person who brings influence, especially the gospel of Jesus Christ, and expect everyone to just, man, we just love this. This is so cool. The, 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 the Christian faith is not popular, but my God, it's influential. It brings change. It brings transformation. It brings life. It transforms. It restores. It renews. And too many folks are too busy trying to be liked. You can be liked by everyone and change nothing. There are people who are popular and not influential. They're just liked. But they do not influence. They do not affect. They do not change anything around them. It's just facts. And that's why a lot of folks don't understand that. A lot of folks, they go on the side of, and let's make sure you understand as well. Being unpopular also doesn't make you influential. (laughs) That's for all the quote unquote people who call themselves church folk, who spit out Bible verses in, in ways that don't even make sense, who instead of spreading love, they spread hate. And then they think, oh, snap, if I just make everybody angry and I stir up the pot, somehow I'm going to change something. No, you're not. Making everybody mad doesn't change anybody either. But here's the thing, right? If you're so about Jesus and you're so about who he is, what he's done and living out what he's accomplished, you're going to create an influence and affect change where you are. It just comes with the territory. And in the process, there are going to be people who don't like you. But when you're so about who you are and what you stand for, when you're so about what you are for, you're not consumed by who's for or against you. When you're so about what you are for, 
You're not sitting there going, man, I don't know if people like me and I'm bothered by, you know, we don't know what oppression really looks like. We don't know what that looks like, real talk. We don't know. We don't know what persecution really looks like. We get mad at, you know, the people who post a negative comment on our social media. Oh, my gosh. I post a negative comments. Oh, my gosh. This person said something hateful. Y'all, people were dying for this faith. We're going to be reading through Acts. And we're going to see people who died for this. They died for this. So let's not, there are people who are being imprisoned. There are people being put in chains. There are people who are backed in corners. There are people who literally risk their lives for this. And we're over here calling our little, you know, oh my gosh, I got subtweeted. Somebody retweeted me and said something, you know, offensive. <laughs> and we think that somehow that's what you call oppression. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. That is not persecution, okay? You should see what my DMs look like, y'all. <laughs> you see what my DMs look like. And I'm sitting there going, man, no matter what people say, it looks nothing, nothing like what these guys were going through. Peter and John were arrested. Arrested. For doing what? For seeing a man healed. They were actually change agents. They were already changing and shifting the dynamic in the city. Jerusalem was getting lit. Jerusalem was getting lit. Stuff was happening. Minds were changing. People were beginning to see things differently. And this man is healed and they arrested him. Arrested him for. <laughs> Peter and John are arrested. They're brought before the Sadducees, brought to court. And who do they stand before? And I guess that you could call this divine poetry, call it whatever you will. But who do they stand before? They stand before the very men that Jesus stood before. I don't know if everybody noticed that. Peter and John are arrested. And now they stand before the Sanhedrin. Annas. Wait, Jesus stood before Annas. Caiaphas. Wait, Jesus stood before Caiaphas. The elders and the scribes. Wait, Jesus stood before the elders and the scribes. They're literally standing in the court that Jesus stood in and was crucified from. Just think about that for a second. But Peter's purpose isn't Jesus' purpose. Peter's calling isn't Jesus' calling. And then we see from this text, just give me a minute and then I'm done. I'm, I'm going to get out your way because I'm just ranting now. I'm just loud. They ask him the question, by what power or by what name have you done this? They weren't concerned about how, who they affected. They were concerned by what influenced the healing. They weren't concerned by who was restored. They were concerned by what power that they had done this. By what name have you done this? Who are you really for? Who are you representing? 
understand this. Church, for those of you who call yourselves the church, understand this, fam. You're not going to transform hearts and minds by simply doing good work. Oh, snap. I'm getting in trouble again. You're not going to transform hearts and minds by simply having a good outreach program. You're not just going to, it's not to say we don't do that, but you're not going to do it by doing that. You're not going to transform a city by simply going, hey, you know what? Let's just feed the block. Let's see people restored. Those are all good things. I'm not saying they're not good things. Those are all good things, but do not think for a second that that's what's going to change or influence what's going to happen in that city to deal with the systemic brokenness of that city. And too many people simply think that what the church is supposed to do is just do good outreach in a city. No, that's a part of what the church does. But outreach will not transform a city. It will bring mercy to a city, but it will not address and deal with the systemic issues and the systemic brokenness in the city. Because what is systemically wrong with the city is the heart of the man. What is systemically wrong with the city? What is systemically wrong with the culture? What is systemically wrong with each and every one of us? Isn't each and every one of us. It's the heart. It's the heart. And if you don't address that, you could do outreach all day. Nothing will ever really change. Yes, it was good. But outreach alone, without informing the power that comes behind it, does nothing. If it is not being informed by the gospel, if it's not being informed by the power of the Holy Ghost, if it's not being performed by the message of Jesus, the power of the gospel, fam, it doesn't matter. And I know this is going to sound tough. It's going to sound, it's going to sound real rough. So just stay with me for a second. But outreach without the gospel just sends people to hell with a full belly. I love that you asked that question. How do you reach the heart? With the gospel. With the gospel. Peter and John have just healed a man. This man has been healed and restored. They didn't have a problem with the healing. They had a problem with by what power or by what name have they done it. Church, don't think that doing outreach is going to transform a city. And don't think that you were called just to do outreach and think that outreach alone is going to do it. Fam, outreach alone is not going to change a city. Outreach alone is not going to address what's really wrong with where you are, church. Outreach is good. It's good. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. It's good. It's good in and of itself. It's good. But don't think that it's, it's going to change or transform anything because what's really wrong, call it homelessness, hunger, violence, Whatever it is, what's really wrong is what's going on in the heart of man. You cannot simply feed without bringing the power of Jesus with it, without bringing the power of the message of the gospel. And too many of us will simply say, just do good works. 
and that'll be good enough. No, that's the beginning. It needs to come with the power of the gospel. And if hearts aren't being transformed, the city won't. At the core, what's wrong in this world is what's in the heart of each and every one of us. And if we're not addressing the heart and the gospel, please don't get it twisted. The gospel is also not, hey, you're a sinner. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. There's so much more to it, but we don't get it. We don't understand it. We don't speak it. We don't live it out. And we don't operate by that power. We don't operate by that name. That's why we do this. This is why we do this. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. People say I need to stop apologizing, but I just feel like, man, I'm going to be all day if I, if I, if I don't. If I don't, and no, doing outreach and passing out your little gospel pamphlet is not coming with the power of God. Please. Peter came with the power of God, brought revelation to Jesus, came with authority, and they weren't concerned with the outreach. If all you do is outreach church, trust me, you're not going to shake anybody up. Nobody's going to have a problem with that. But if you come in the name of Jesus, then there's a problem. And now Peter and John find themselves in the same court that Jesus was found in. Uh, uh, Peter and John come before that court and they asked them, by what power or by what name have you done this? Because they thought they were over this Jesus thing and this Jesus thing is about to explode. They have their own agenda. And the scriptures say in verse eight, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, and then Peter snaps. Because when you are being the church, you're going to change the hearts and minds of the right people and you're going to upset the establishments that want to keep people's minds blocked in darkness and lost. And Peter gets up and he speaks. First, they want to know by what power has he done this? And then look at verse 13 and I'm done. I'm done. Cause I, I, I could be here all day on this, just on this chapter. I could be here all day, but check this out y'all. Verse 13 says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I could, I could sit here all day on that. <laughs> I could sit here all day on that. First, Peter shows up, changes an area, brings influence. All of a sudden, this movement is happening. They pull these guys away. They obviously didn't recognize them. They didn't know who they were. They pulled them away, then brought them to the courthouse. And when they brought them to the courthouse, they asked them, yo, by what power are you doing this? Just want to make sure, hey, if you want to go by another power, that's perfectly fine. We just want to make sure you're not coming in the name of Jesus. Then Peter breaks down the message of the gospel in a convicting way to these men who have their own agendas. And then verse 13 says, what impressed them was they perceived that these men were untrained and uneducated. 
That was what was impressive about them. <laughs> it wasn't their education that impressed them. It wasn't their degrees that impressed them. It wasn't what, what seminary they went to. A lot of seminaries out here are really cemeteries. It wasn't, it wasn't what seminary they went to. I've seen a lot of men who, um, man, they came with the fire of passion for Jesus when they had first given their lives to Jesus and they were growing in the word and then they went to cemetery and then they just became these dead theological. There's nothing wrong with theology. I, I, I love studying and reading theology, but a lot of them, they just died in cemeteries. Or, I mean, seminaries. And they come back with no power, just education. And yet what impressed these educated, erudite, influential, powerful men, what impressed them was that they're standing before some untrained, uneducated men literally stood before these guys and they marveled at the influence and power of these uneducated men. Family, we got to get past this whole idea that there's something we don't know. There's training that we haven't received. There's, you don't, that's not what you're missing. Get training. That's great. Study to show thyself, thyself approved. That's great. But what you're missing is power. And a lot of us, we want God to use us. And we think that it's information that we're missing. We think there's something we don't know. We think and not realizing these untrained, uneducated men, the reason why they had power. Ready for this? Was because they had been with Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Because they had been with Jesus. Fam, they saw Jesus all over them. Yes, the residue. They had the, the residue of Jesus permeating all out of them as they spoke. They were so, they spent so much time with Jesus that they spoke like Jesus. They spent so much time with Jesus that they talked like Jesus. They spent so much time with Jesus that soon as they spoke, they said, oh, these guys been with Jesus. Oh, snap. We actually can't crucify Jesus now. We can't kill Jesus. We can't kill Jesus because Jesus has duplicated himself. He's duplicated himself in Peter. He's duplicated himself in John. It's, it's over, y'all. Jesus is everywhere. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and Jesus flowed out of them. And when Peter spoke, they spoke with authority and influence. And the men marveled, marveled at the fact that these men were untrained and yet spoke with this kind of boldness. Maybe, fam, what you need is more time with Jesus. Maybe that's what you're missing. Maybe that's what we're missing. Maybe that's maybe that's what that's what the church is missing. We spend so much time reading books from men who 
right, right, reading old books from dead men who say they know who Jesus is and know who God is. And so what we do is we get secondhand information. When getting to know Jesus is accessible to you now. And maybe our prayer should stop being, you know, Lord, help me know what I need to know. And maybe just spending more time with him. I think it was my wife that said this during our time in prayer on Wednesday with our team. But my wife said something that I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I'm going to run with it. She said, prayer is the ministry hack. Prayer is the is legit the ministry hack. God will use uneducated, untrained people who pray more than he'll use the well-educated, well-trained individuals. And while it's the hack, and it's a hack that we can all be a part of and the privilege that we can all take, a lot of us actually don't do it. Let's just be real. A lot of us don't spend the time we ought to spend. I think the enemy takes pleasure and finds victory in our passivity in prayer. He just, he's like, man, I just love the fact that these people don't pray. As long as we keep them from praying, nothing and nothing will happen. The Christian church is replete with men who are educated and trained, who have all of the degrees and yet have little to no impact. Because fam, reading the word and knowing the word and studying the word and knowing the culture and the theology and being educated and erudite Fam doesn't change anything. It doesn't transform hearts. Only the spirit of God does. And for many of my brothers and sisters who think that it's education that they need in order to make impact and influence fam, there are plenty of educated men, plenty of trained men and women. The thing is, is that we don't have the spirit of God because it is the spirit of God that causes transformation. It is the spirit of God that changes a heart and a mind. And if we would submit to that more, if we would pray more, we would see people transformed in our churches, in our communities, in our homes, in our cities. We don't see enough of that because we don't care enough about it to pray. We don't do enough to pray. We actually don't pray enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna underline this real quick. They realized that they had been with Jesus. Done. Can that be what people know us for? Can that be what people say? Yeah, I, I know Pastor Isaac. You know, not because he has, you know, a million followers. I know Pastor Isaac because I see that he has been with Jesus. I I, I know brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. I know them not because, man, they just, they're so impressive, good-looking, tall, intelligent, 
educated, swag. I know them because of that. No, I know them because they have been with Jesus. Like, like, can that be what people know us for? Can that be, man, these people sound like Jesus. They look like Jesus. Fam, can the thing that people be impressed with is not how many degrees we have, how much swag we have, how good our looks are, how many followers we got on social media. Can people be impressed by the fact that they see that we had been with Jesus? Like, can people be impressed by how much Jesus just flows out of us? Can people be impressed not by the worldly influence, but the fact that Jesus just flows out. We sound like Jesus. We talk like Jesus. We walk like Jesus. It's just when you see me, you see Jesus. Can can people be impressed by that? Because let me tell you something. The world is past the whole cool Christian thing. The world's over it. Like we're over it. The whole cool Christian thing, we're over that. Can we just be real? Fam, can we just be real? Like, let's stop with all this. I got to be cool to be influential. The whole cool Christian thing. Like, like we're over that. It's it's done. It's done. It's it's done. It's done. The world's over that. Trust me, people are over that. As a matter of fact, those of us who think we're cool, we're really not as cool as you think. But can we be real? Like, can we be authentic? Can can people see Jesus in our words, in our life? Can, can people see Jesus flow and emanate out of us when they see us? Do they see Jesus? Because if all they see is a cool person, fam, you failed. If they just like you because you're just cool, you failed. Can you have influence? Can the love of Jesus, the heart of Jesus, the message of Jesus, the life of Jesus, can that flow out of you? If that's what comes out of you, then fam, that's all that needs to come out. We're over the whole cool Christian thing. That's going to be the title of my episode. Cool Christians. Or not so cool Christians. Let's be those. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, as we come together today. Lord, I ask, Lord, as we read this, Lord, let's be convinced and convicted, Lord, that, Lord, you didn't call us to do what's popular. You called us to bring influence, Lord. You called us, Lord, to... Uh, bring your message, your beauty, your love, your justice, Lord, out into the city. So, Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you would influence each and every one of us, convict us, Lord, to seek after you, Lord, to be filled with your spirit and to move by your power, not by our might, not by our ability, but by your power. Lord, we pray your power right now, Lord God, especially in an era and a time, Lord, where People, Lord, are even questioning this thing called church. Father, we pray for your power, Lord God, to flow, Lord God, not because of our education, our background, Lord, but because of who you are. Let people, Lord, be impressed, not by what we're capable of, but let them be impressed to see that we've been with you. So, Father, convict us. Allow us to spend more time with you, Lord. Bless us today. Be with us today in all that we do. We say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Fam, I love y'all. God bless you guys. Um, again, I'm on Discord, so I'm not on um 
I'm not on TikTok and IG as often, but I'm on Discord almost every day. We got prayer tomorrow. So I want to encourage you to come and join us for that. Um, it is uh, discord.gg slash opus frere, discord.gg slash O-P-U-S-F-R-E-R-E. Um, this particular episode will be available immediately on Patreon, but it'll also be on our on our podcast. So if you're a patron, thank you so much for your support. Your support is what makes all of this a reality. Um, we're so grateful to you all that you guys have supported us along the way. Um, if you're interested in becoming a patron, it's patreon.com slash Isaac Frere, patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. And, um, and also if you have any, if you want to just plug in, plug into our discord community, all the info will be there. We've got different groups in there. You can post your prayer requests and we'll be doing prayer tomorrow. So join us for that. Um, look, looking forward to connecting with you guys. Love y'all. I will see you guys tomorrow. God bless you. Peace out.